eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Now let's examine some of the things David Stern said. I want to start off with, and I talked about this on Evan and Tiki, and Tiki offered a very different opinion, which I completely disagree with, on what David Stern said. But David Stern was asked a very direct question from Mike Puma, and that was, and this is an important question. This is something we've certainly discussed. When you go out and you sign Harrison Bader, is he your everyday center fielder? And does that mean Brandon Nimmo is your everyday left fielder? It's a very important question because I've used that Bob Ross, something Ross, uh, art analogy that you don't really know what the painting, you don't know if the painting's good until you know what everything in the painting is or something like that. <laughs> Bottom line is Harrison Bader is a fine fourth outfielder. He's a marvelous defensive center fielder. If you ask him to play every day, that's not what he is. He's not an everyday player. So this was a very important question, and I'm going to warn everybody as you listen to this, try to keep up. David Stern's a major game of word salad. It's like listening to Pat McAfee. There's a lot of words. I don't exactly know what he's saying, so we're all going to examine it together. Ladies and gentlemen, David Stearns. Is uh, Harrison Bader your everyday center fielder now? And if so, uh... Is Brandon Nimmo your left fielder now? So I think Harrison's going to play a lot of center field. I, I think, you know, I'd term it, he's, he's going to play regularly in center field. Um, I think we're, we're fortunate. We've got, frankly, a number of outfielders who can um, who can play multiple positions, who can play center field. Um, in terms of, you know, is, is Brandon uh, going to be um, you know, exclusively a left fielder? I, I think we'll, we'll kind of tackle that one as we get into spring training. And we see uh, the, the true formulation of what our team looks like, what it looks like towards the end of camp. Um, and then we'll have a more definitive answer to that. I think, I think Brandon is of the mind that he wants to do whatever is best for the team. And if it means at times um, flipping back to center field, uh, he's open to it. Um, if it means playing more predominantly left field, uh, you know, he's open to that too. So we'll kind of see how, how the roster shakes out, um, whether there are opportunities for Brandon uh, to shift back over to to, to center um, or whether it makes sense for him to to pretty much stay in left. So that, that's kind of TBD, and we'll continue that discussion through spring training. 
Yeah, I think the last thing he said is, that's TBD. <clears throat> that whole answer was TBD. Because Harrison Bader is a center fielder. If Harrison Bader is playing in a game for the New York Mets, he's playing center field because he's damn good at it. Right? He's the center fielder when he plays. That's not a question anyone needs. We already know that. I mean, he's when you're one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball, you know, Jim Edmonds is not walking through that door. Juan Lagaris is not walking through that door. Andrew Jones is not walking through that door. So defensively, when he's out there, of course, he's going to play center field. So at first, you could take that answer as, oh, crap. He's saying he's the everyday center fielder. But then when you can't commit to Brandon Nimmo as your everyday left fielder, and then you throw in TBD, we'll see. That almost tells me that the story in the outfield is not finished. So I tried to examine this on the air. Tiki thought this means they're trading Brandon Nimmo. I do not think that's the case. <laughs> no, I give Tiki credit. He's very good at reading what GMs say, and he's usually right. I don't think he's right in this case. But Hoff, you just heard that whole answer. It was a very direct question, very simple question. Is Harrison Bader the everyday center fielder? Is Brandon Nimmo the everyday left fielder? What did you take out of that answer? I took that he doesn't know. <laughs> I took I took it as he is they are going to decide on the fly. They're gonna evaluate and they're gonna basically best suit this team on the go. Like it's not gonna be one thing. It's it, to if I if I have to really give a hard answer, it is when the goal is for Bader to play mostly center field when he's playing, he's a center fielder. Nimmo's gonna mostly play left field or a lot of times. But he's going to be all over the place. I mean, he might get DH spots too. I mean, that's the one thing we'll get into the DH stuff in a second. But, but to me, there's no, no one is locked in anywhere. But that doesn't mean that they're not locked in either. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> what the I just think. Mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the Met roster right now and i don't see that they're adding another outfielder like if they added an outfielder it'd probably be a guy who's going to dh a lot so jorge soler may be that guy if they did add an outfielder because they already have Marte's here and he's playing winter ball and that's great and hopefully he's healthy nimmo's here tyrone taylor's here harrison bader's here and dj stewart i think is going to have a much bigger role on this team than maybe any of us wanted unfortunately so i don't think they're adding another outfielder I don't know if that back and forth opened up. Maybe this is crazy what I'm about to say, but does it open up the possibility that a Drew Gilbert comes to spring training and plays so well that the Mets actually do something that Billy Epler was afraid to do and let a kid, and Gilbert's not even, I mean, he's young, but he's 23. It's not 19, it's not 20. Like, does that open up the possibility of Drew Gilbert being the center fielder? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe that's a part of the TBD. I think it's more likely that that's the TBD than it is adding an outfielder. Cause I don't think they're going to add an outfielder. And that's the one thing that's kind of calmed me in thinking about the Met outfield moving forward is that take drew Gilbert. And I want drew Gilbert to be great because I I've had the thought that a lot of us have had over the last few weeks and months with the struggles the Mets have had to fill out their rotation in that, man, maybe they were better off keeping Verlander. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And that could turn out to be really stupid if Gilbert and Clifford, the pieces they got back, turn out to be great. Then we'll say, oh my God, I can't even believe we regretted that for a second. So one thing that's calm me about the outfield is, yeah, Bader, DJ Stewart, Tyrone Taylor, Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, the guys that are there, but the Mets have young outfielders. You know, assuming Jet Williams becomes an outfielder, which he may, Luis Angel Acuna becomes an outfielder, but we know Drew Gilbert is one. So I also wondered, was that Heing and Hoving have anything to do with opening things up for the kids in the outfield? I just didn't think it was a straightforward answer because the straightforward answer is Brandon Nimmo's the left fielder. Obviously, if Harrison Bader is an everyday player, which I don't think he is. I think he's a fourth outfielder, and he's a fine fourth outfielder. It's just when you ask him to do something he's not really good at doing, that's where you run into trouble. So if you add, and this is where this connects to DH, if you add a DH, and by adding a DH, and this is why J.D. Martinez is probably not my number one choice, a guy who's a DH but can play a position. J.D. Martinez has not played the outfield very much over the last three years. So J.D. Martinez, you sign him, he clogs DH. But if you sign Justin Turner or you sign Jorge Soler and he's playing the outfield, yeah, that guy's going to get a lot of his at-bats at DH, but it does open up that opportunity, as you were kind of alluding to, of, hey, there's a day where Francisco Lindor is DHing. Hey, there's a day where Brandon Nimmo is DHing. Hey, there's a day where, where this guy is DHing. So Soler, while he's predominantly a DH, especially if you look at what he did last year, played 100 games at DH, 30 games in right field. I, I, I like the idea of adding a reliable bat who can also play a position. And the reason why this all connects is if you added an everyday bat, DJ Stewart can become part of a platoon with Harrison Bader until Drew Gilbert is ready. And that doesn't sound as bad. Like when I frame it that way to my fellow Met fan who may not love this offseason, if I said to you, all right, they just added a, a DH, whoever it is, Justin Turner, Jorge Soler, name the guy, Reese Hoskins, and stick him over there. There's your reliable bat. He's going to play. And Bader's platooning with DJ Stewart. DJ plays left, Nimmo in center. Bader in center, Nimmo in left. But don't worry. That's until... Drew Gilbert, who played really well at double-A, who's going to start the year at triple-A until he proves he's ready, which, hey, who knows, maybe with David Stearns, that's quicker than Billy Epler. Maybe that means we see him in May. Doesn't that feel a little bit better? Doesn't that make you look at the Met bats and say, okay, yeah, it doesn't bother me as much? Well, that also that's kind of also why the offseason with them not going to get a quote-unquote big bat that's a long-term contract doesn't really bother me because I think that's the game plan no matter what. Whether it's May, June, July, August, September, or next year, Drew Gilbert's going to find his way or one of those other three outfielders are going to find their way into the lineup in the near future. And that's why I'm not asking for a long-term deal. Like, and we're about to play another clip from David Stearns, which sort of was patronizing and was obnoxious. And because it, it, it almost makes it seem, and I know all of us Met fans don't have one voice. We all have various opinions. You may disagree with me on a lot of things, agree on a lot of things. We'll get to the email. You'll hear a lot of different opinions. But I never got the sense that Met fans in general were screaming and yelling for every elite player during this offseason. Like, yeah, we wanted to go after the tippy top guys. 
But take after Yamamoto and Otani, who clearly the Mets had interest in too. Take all the other, you know, bigger time bats that are out there. Did we ever really hear Met fans begging for Cody Bellinger? Did we? Not really. No, we've been actually been saying no to Bellinger. We've been saying no, no to Blake Snell. We've been saying right. no to a lot of these overpriced guys have like no interest. I think most Met fans, and again, it's not everybody, but most Met fans have been pretty restrained in what, we, when what we've asked for in free agency. It was, yeah, go after the bigger guys, and if you don't get them, fill out the roster on one-year deals. Because one-year deals, there's no risk. And the beauty of the one-year deal is you're not blocking anybody long-term. You're, you're biding time. You're biding time for the young players that you're developing. So this is a little bit of a longer answer. And tell me, Med fans, if you were a little offended by this, even though I remind you, start, uh, eh, just ignore everything David Stern says because <laughs> you want to listen to it, but you also know he's also not telling us a lot. But this is David Stern's talking about us as Met fans and our demanding of the big ticket free agent items. Start. Uh, look, I, I love that our fan base wants us to sign everyone out there. Right? That that's great. Um, one that I, I think that means that what this organization has done over the last couple of years has raised the bar um, and has set high expectations, and and that's a great thing. We want high expectations. Um, we want our fans passionately engaged, um, and, and we want them really to demand excellence, and, and that's what we're striving um, to succeed. And excellence um, requires, uh, I, I think, thoughtful, strategic, um, and hopefully wise acquisitions throughout. It, it certainly includes the big ticket, um, you know, premium free agents um, when those are the right opportunities. Um, and it also ensures that you have really talented players throughout the entirety of your roster. Um, we, we, we can't win with one, two, three, four, five uh, exceptional players. Really, over the course of the year, you need somewhere between 50 and 60 um, players all contributing to uh, a really successful season. So that Oops. Um, we're, we're out to do. Uh, that's what we're out to accomplish. But in terms of, of, of the fan interest, the passion, uh, the desire for us to improve, um, those are all positives for me. Um, and, and ultimately, I think it, it makes us all do our jobs better. Um, and th that same intensity that Harrison and, and Sevy were talking about, um, that, that fuels them, uh, it fuels us uh, in the front office as well. Um, so I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, it, it was a little condescending. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little condescending. We are not demanding every big free agent item. I think what the Met fan wants is for you to fill out this roster in a way that makes you competitive in 2024 without hindering 2025 and beyond. 